0: what's going on everybody it's your boy freddy fox america's big brother we back with another episode of saturday night sit down What's going on, everybody? It's your boy Fab, Freddie Fox, America's Big Brother, and today I got the pleasure of sitting down with Dylan Smith. What's going on, my man?
1: How we doing? Thanks for having me.
0: Of course, of course, man. How's everything going, man? Good, good, good. So I'm I'm, I'm so happy to sit down with you. as this? Um, I'm looking forward to it because I know this is your, I guess, your first time being interviewed for a podcast, right? So yes. thank you for giving me that honor. Um, you know, and then after this, you are going to be on Dylan's show, which is D is for dyslexia and, um, defying all odds, defying all odds. That's what's up, man. So we're going to do that after this one, man. So thank you so much for sitting down with me. Um, and, and, and I know cause we talked about it before on the phones and then you let me know that you listened to a couple of my episodes and stuff. So you already have an idea of what the show is about and where we're going from. And, um, you know, we definitely had an interesting conversation, um, you know, about your background and, you know, growing up in your life and coming up, which I'm, I'm very, very eager to get into that, um. So for the people who are not are new listeners who haven't heard a show and stuff like that, it's pretty much just trying to, um, you know, help the younger generation guide them on the right path. I know there's a lot of, uh, nowadays, uh, a lack of positive role models um, that are out there and really helping the generation guide them into the right path. And by speaking to different men and finding out what their different views of being a good men and um, their motivation, their morals, their ideologies, and what they're doing in their own lives to help motivate and, and um, you know, uh, Push him for a new direction and stuff like that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, so, um, just just a little background, man. Because like you know, j- as, as I was listening to the last episode, and you're talking about going to school and having to deal with uh, you know computers and COVID and stuff like that. You, you're you're only twenty years old, right? I am. You know, and and that is so amazing because you know already at at such a, a young age, man. You you know and have a good idea where you want to go with your life, and you're taking control of that. And, and your story that you told us about um now with uh with this tech company that you were at, man. Just, just just give a little viewers what you just told me about this tech company, what you did on your, day, on your first couple of days there, man.
1: I worked at a small tech company back. I got hired 2020 in July, mm-hmm. 2020. And the CEO came in and he goes, hey, I'm the owner. My name is blank. And he goes, you're an intern. You're here for three months. You're here for three days a week. After that, you're gone. Summer only. That's it. I said, thank you so much. In the most respectful way possible, that's not happening. I'll be here five days a week. I'll be here before you are and be closing up. So if you could, could you please leave a key on my desk and you don't have to pay me at all. And I said, let's make a deal. If you like what I do in this next three months, you keep me and we make this internship into a career. If not three months, I'm okay with it.
0: And that's crazy to think, man. That you know, just at twenty years old to have that mindset, because like you're telling us that the main thing that you're looking for is making connections, right, man, and really developing that stuff. And a lot of people, a lot of young ones are, are looking, already chasing the money. You know, where we're adapting, kind of training that, and 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 just. Music videos and things that we see on TV. It's about money, cars, women, and all those things. And that's what we try to strive to be. But to, to get those things, we need to make the right connections and know the right people. And then those things will come. You know, and really, first off, finding out what we really want to do with our lives. You know, instead of just taking, yeah, you can take a high-paying job and be miserable and hate it every single day. And, yeah, you'll have the money and you'll be able to flaunt and get all those things and stuff like that. But you'll be absolutely miserable yeah you know but when you find something that you you enjoy doing that you love with a passion you're doing it right, it's not work it's not work you know you love doing it and the money will come it'll come you just got to be patient and really put in the effort i mean it, it, it's it's it like we was talking about these these tiktok people and all the stuff like that you know what i mean and doing just yeah. the most random things but they're having fun and they're making
1: bank too much money you know no such mean? thing but like too much money. Yeah,
0: man. They're making bank, but they love what they're doing. They're not working at all. They're enjoying life. And that's what yeah. that that's that's why, you know, God or the powers of be or whatever we're here on this earth to enjoy life. You know what I mean? We're not meant to work in nine to five and be miserable and be breaking our backs stuff like that. Like there's so much this world and life has to offer us. We should be taking part and enjoying those things as much as we possibly can, you know what I mean?
1: Of course. I mean hard work beats talent when talent doesn't work hard. And that exactly. settles hard with me
0: exactly exactly and that like you said telling the CEO like that like you're gonna work hard you're gonna bust your ass to do what you gotta do and you did it you know what I mean like and they see that you, and, and like I told you before like we were saying outside um, before we got in here you know if you do more than what you're paid for soon you'll be paid for more than what you do you know what yeah. I mean so you know you just gotta drive it and not be afraid to get your hands dirty and put in that work because um, it eventually it'll all pay off you know what I mean it just takes time, but it'll all pay off you know what I mean yeah um, so again, man, I did, I was just a little background. So I think if you get the people to see, you know, the type of mindset that you have, because I'm really, really huge, um, believer. And I've been doing a lot of studying about mindset and, and how that impact, it impacts all our lives. And we have the bright mindset. There is nothing that we can't do. No. Um, and that's like I just told you too, like, you know, when, 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 and I've been saying this for the last couple of weeks, as you guys know, is that we are only bound to the boundaries we create in our own mind we have set our own limitations and when you set a limit or whatever you say whatever you believe or whatever you think you can do um if you say i can't your whole but everything around you starts to work to prove you right your mind doesn't want to make you a liar so if you think you can't do something your mind will put into work and all these efforts that, that why you can't do that thing or why you're unable to do something so we got to make sure we're always speaking positive um and really promoting ourselves 24 7 because see, that's the main way we're going to be successful and achieve the things that we want to achieve in this life. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, so, um, as you know, and I guess getting into this with the questions and stuff like that, i to try to figure out for everybody here. So for you, um, what are the characteristics or qualities
1: you think make up a good man or a good person, Dylan? I think a good man and good person is uh, well-rounded, you know, looks out for those who need to be looked out for, takes care of the people who can't take care of themselves. And I mean, I honestly don't, judge anybody like if I use the word weird as an example like I don't my definition of weird won't match up with anybody else's so I don't judge either so I feel like we all have a lot of potential and we're capable of great things and I don't I will never not not sit with somebody at a table I'll never not start a conversation with somebody I will never not you know ask them about their t-shirt or ask them about what they do or comment on oh I like your shoes have a beautiful day because I mean I pass it on to five people I always make five talk to five new people a day and I make them all smile. So, I mean, if I can go, let me pump your gas for you. You don't have to stand at the car. Or your shoes are great. Awesome. Have a great day. Or your smile is worth a million dollars. You're a Ray That, in my head, it's like, not only is that networking at its finest, it's like, oh, I can make a connection. And then, you know, I, I bumped into Carl and I t- said, talk to me about your t-shirt. And then here I am on a podcast writing a book with Royal. So, it's like, if somebody is having a bad morning, now I've fixed their morning and they're going to have a great day. If they're having a good day, I've solidified the good day. And if somebody's just out of it, now they're having a good day and they have a smile, and maybe they'll pass it on. So, I mean, if I I mean, I feel like, you know, smiles per gallon in my car, um, if we can make people smile and feel good and know that, hey, you're not alone, we're all here, we need that, and especially in today because there's a lot of negativity. So, you know, if somebody can't, I was the, the kind of guy to, like, if you can't run across the finish line, you're going across on my back. So I think we support those who need it.
0: No, and, and it's so important to do those things is because you don't know what anybody's going through at any point in their time. You know what I mean? Like you don't know what people are going through. So telling them, Hey, you have a beautiful smile or well, you look great today or stuff like that, that, that that can mean so much to the right person and you will not even know it. You know, um, um like perfect example, like a couple a couple of days ago, um you know, I was just, I, I get into these moments of, like, just, just random depression and stuff, and I was feeling really down. Um, I know how we've grown up and our lives takes us in different paths and stuff, but, um, you know, I, I miss my, my core friends a lot. You know, I know I don't talk to them often. We don't see each other often. We're kind of scattered all over the place. Um and a lot of times that starts making me think to myself, like, hey, do they not want to be around me for some reason, or just all these self-doubt things that come into my head, and and, and, and I become my own worst enemy, and I was just really feeling, again, just just horrible about the whole thing. Um, and uh, one, one of the one mornings, like I look at my phone, and I get a voicemail. I, I fell asleep early one day. I usually, I'm i usually up to, like, 2, 3 o'clock in the morning, like, every day. You know what I mean, like, I guess it's just the me and just my mind running and all those things that don't allow me to sleep, but... I pass out really, really early, and um, one of my one of my closest friends called me up, Mish. Shout out, big Mish. You know, I love you, Bonner. That's my twin. You know, I've known him since the first grade, man. We've been friends for wow. 30 years. You know, it's like, I yes. guess, my, my longest term friend. Um, you know, we have these things, like I said, like if we don't pick up the phone, we just go on these rants and just insult each other and just all those things. So he started off like that, too. You know, what I mean, like, yo, you know, when I call, you got to pick up and stuff, but um, and then he says, you know, the reason I called you because I was just was going through a lot of these things. I was going through a rough time today, and I just and I started thinking about you, and started smiling, man. I just, and I was like, you know, I gotta call him up, see how he's doing, because you 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 brought, you brought some happiness to my life. Just thinking about you, you know, and, and you know, and I told him the next morning I heard that voicemail, and I, and I teared up, man. I'm not even gonna lie, you know, what I mean, I got emotional because I was going through something, you know, what I mean, and then I told him I was like, bro, you have no idea how much I needed to hear that, man. Like, you have no idea what that meant to me. And how special that, that voicemail is. I know how we, we, you know, rag each other. I haven't deleted it. I'm not going to. You know what I mean? Yeah. I guess when I want to go back and listen to it. But that just that means the world to me because I know again, like, you know, we're all over the place and we're trying to do a million and one different things. And, and and like I tell him all the time too, you know, we have that type of friendship. We we can go months, weeks, days without seeing each other. But when we link up, like it's like nothing ever changed. You know, we'll have conversation, we just get lost and it's just such a, a an incredible bond um that we have um and and it was important to hear that. So when you say people and you see like that, you don't know what people are going through, you know. People may need that 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 boost of confidence and 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 that those words of love to to help motivate them or get them through their day or you know, maybe talk them about doing something stupid, you never know. You know, so like and that's that's why, why I love doing this podcast and why I want to do this because just like you, you know, I love sitting down with people, I love learning from people and hearing their stories and what they're about. Like I like I tell like I'm, I'm intrigued, by me. people intrigue me. You yeah. know what I mean? Like because I you're so different. You're so unique. You know what I mean? Like, and I just want to know, you know, out of curiosity, to help myself grow. Because as we learn from each other, we all grow. You know, we can take bits and pieces from each other to help create ourselves into the person that we want to be. And that's like I said, like talking to these, pe- talking to you and everybody else, getting these points and stuff like that, so that we can help grow and develop ourselves into being a, a unique or even a better person. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, so as far as like those, like you said, being well-rounded as being something like that, being a good man, um, what are some of your your important, your most important morals that you carry on for yourself on a day-to-day basis?
1: You know, um, I have a notebook in my office and if I make a mistake or I learned something or I did something and I figured out how to do it or I did something I know I didn't do the correct way, I write it down in a notebook, but I don't read it. And then i work through my entire day and write down this notebook. And at the end of the day, I close it up come to the office 15, 30 minutes early and read the notebook. And now I'm sitting here and I'm going, how can I implement these in today's Dylan? Right? So every day to me is a new day. I don't know who did it. I don't know who gave it to me, but somebody gifted it to me. So I'm not going to sleep in. I'm not going to waste a second. I wasn't given 24 hours to my knowledge. I was given this moment. So if I can be a 5% better every day, I can be 25% better me every week, and then hopefully unrecognizable by the end of the month. And just be learning and, you know, more intelligent, more well-rounded. And, you know, how, I mean, five people a day, that's 25 people a week that have smiled and are more intelligent and feel better just because I said I talked to them for two seconds.
0: Absolutely, absolutely. So that's great. That's something that I know a lot of, uh, listen to a lot of books and stuff and and reading is definitely writing things down. And and, and seeing, you know, things that you're grateful for or things that that you've done, that you enjoy, people that you talk to and stuff. Because also when you write something down, like I feel like it, like they always say, which is true, it sticks with you more. You know what I mean? You're, you're putting a lot more effort into trying. We always say that too, like, oh, I'm going to remember that for later. And then two seconds later, you completely forgot what you were thinking about. Exactly. You know what I mean? Yeah. But like, well, when you write it down, it becomes real. You know, it's something that's like, it's here and you can see it and it's, it gets back to you in your face. So I, th- I think that's very, very unique thing that you do there, writing things down. And just, again, it's constant self-development. You know, yeah. and that's something that we have to do every single day. You know, try to make ourselves better than the day before. You know, continue to grow and develop, and and you don't know what where it's going to come from. No, you know, so we definitely got to write things down and and, and 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 figure things out for ourselves and really keep working on being better. Um, and, and moving on to because I and I and, and I really, it was intrigued. I waited to get to the show to get into this. Um, you know, because it's all about too. Also, just being you know how a relationship with their fathers and, 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 you know, how that impacts and having a a impactful and a positive male role model in your life. So as you were telling me before here, which is crazy is that, um, you know, I guess, yeah,
1: I've had five parents.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Five parents. But at the beginning, like you said, you were just left in Russia, right? That's where you're originally from. Yep.
1: Me and my twin were left in a hotel room, uh, in Moscow, Russia, and we were taken care of by Babushka's, which is grandma a grandmother for Russian. Mm-hmm. And uh, they were just taking care of the hotel and took care of us and then brought us to an orphanage. And then, uh, crazy enough, a couple months a month ago, I asked my brother. I was like, you know, I'm starting to be able to see. We were only two and a half, but I was like, I'm starting to be able to see the orphanage. Like, I, I never was able to know anything about it. And now, like, one week, it's like, oh, I can see the room we slept in. Oh, I can see the room, how they fed us. I know what the playground looks like. And, I mean, I, I'm starting to remember, like, you fought for your food. And it was, like, zero to five years old in this orphanage. Whoever got your food first ate. Five-year-olds owned it. So they, they, they do three, four portions. And there's us two-year-olds who can't fight for ourselves. You don't eat. Whoever makes it to their bed first sleeps there. Whoever gets a pillow first uses it. Whoever's got a blanket gets it. You know, it's kind of like fending for yourself. And I'm just starting to remember that, like, every, every day. I don't know why. This last month, I'm starting to remember that kind of stuff. So, like, to go from that to where we are now, it's it's really humbling, and to always be able to flashback. I have a very photographic memory, so I can see it. And then we were adopted, 2003, two and a half years old by. I don't think she's human, but my mom, and she's amazing. Raised like her father raised her the right way for sure. You know, she did go across the country to take us, and you know, I was in the hospital dying with. Who knows almost every disease because I wasn't fed, I wasn't taken care of the right way. All we ate was porridge, which is basically oatmeal just sitting in water too long. And uh, she was going for my brother, and then she got there. They said he's got a twin, but he's in the hospital. You can only take you can take one if you only want one. And she said, "No, I'll take them both on the spot." Mm. And she was there, and she raised us, and we had an alcoholic father. From, you know, two and a half to, I want to say, second grade, didn't go to a baseball game, didn't go to baseball practice, wasn't there, was always drunk, opened up a bar, drank all the profits, was never there, and disappeared. Threw all the collateral on our mom and just, that was it. Um, So he wasn't there, and when he was, it wasn't a, a, a good sight. And uh, our grandfather really stepped in. He really stepped up. He's a man I look and strive to be. Like, they, his nickname is Nice Guy Larry, so... He was definitely, he's the one who went, nope, this isn't happening. And he he raised us for when, you know, we didn't have a father there. So really instrumental there. I would do anything for him. And I, I'm really grinding out to take care of him. I want to take care of him because I want to take care of those who took care of us. I honestly do. Yeah, yeah. So, like, he was there when we needed him and then some. And I'll never forget, like, uh, it was elementary school, fourth grade. Every Friday morning they'd... Father and son breakfasts. So you get bagels and stuff from the cafeteria, but fathers and sons would walk in, and we always went. Me and my brother, we just sat there. My brother was not an emotional kid, so he'd just sit there and, you know, doze off into the ceiling. I remember, like, looking over, and I'd see all the fathers and sons, and I'd just start crying. And then one day, I came home and shared with my mom how upset I was. And we were in Connecticut, and my grandfather was in Vermont, because we grew up in Vermont and then moved, because my mom got a nursing job. Mm-hmm. She, my mom always really, really worked to provide for us, whatever she did. She's like her absolute like, like definition of a real-life superhero. Um, and I remember sharing with her one Friday, like, hey, I'm very upset. Like, I, I mean, told her how I felt. Like, I want a dad. I, what, what, every time I saw a friend's dad or a dad interacting with my mom, oh, is this my dad? Is this my dad? And then I'll never forget it, that next week we went to the father and son bagel morning. And we're just sitting there doing the same thing, and I'm just staring at all the the dads. I look over onto the right corner, and the door's opening up. I'm like, oh, no, dad's walking in. It's my grandfather. All the way from Vermont. Woke up at, like, what, 4 a.m. to come to Connecticut, and he had bagels with us. And I'll never forget that because that was an instrumental moment. Because it it speaks a lot on his character. It's like, oh, he's upset. Yeah, I'm coming from Vermont. We'll be there next week. Like... Oh yeah, I'm gonna drive up Friday morning at like 3 a.m. So I'm there for that breakfast. And he left. He literally left that Saturday afternoon night because he had stuff to do. But he wanted to be there for that breakfast. So it spoke. It spoke volumes. So he's uh, he's he's amazing. And then uh, seventh grade, our dad came into our life, and he really did everything. You know, he education, sports, showed us what a man's supposed to be, how he's supposed to act, how he's supposed to treat people, and you know. That's the trio my, gr- my Pappy, my mom, my dad they show you what you're supposed to do, how you're supposed to act, how you respect people we always did we did wrestling because it was very um, it was a sport that taught you a lot of life lessons. Mm-hmm. work hard stay in it team work but you're really on the map by yourself like it's, uh, it was crazy and he just it was cool that somebody was always there and didn't give up. you know my brother ex- explained it as every time we had a parent it was a, a commercial. Felt like a commercial, right? So you have a parent; it's a commercial, and then it's over, and it's like, oh, what now? What? Who's next? Mm. And we told our, our dad the other day, it's like, you're an infomercial. We, my brother's; he's like, I'm scared that it's gonna end. So let's 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 make this the TV show. Like, he, I don't want you to be an infomercial. Mm. So he he's like, yeah, no, I'm here.
0: That's a beautiful thing. And, yeah. And, I mean, big up Tia, to Tia, to to Pappy on that. I mean, like, I go into that drive-in and, you know, our g- grandfather's are very, very special, man. My my, um, my dad's dad, um, man, he was just very, we got a very big boss. So much so that I got his name right here tattooed. Oh, his awesome. His name was um, And, um, you know, I don't really talk about this or just put it out there because it's, it's I don't know, I guess, like, going out and, and seeing, like, Racism and all this stuff, and growing up, you kind of like play sides and and all these things. So, believe it or not, my dad is white with green eyes. He's Puerto Rican, but he's white with green eyes, and I have a lot of features with him. He's my biological father, Um, and and of course, his side of the family is very light skinned, you know. And um, my mom's side of the family is very dark. Yeah, Uh, and it just so happens too that my sister is very light skinned, and I'm on the opposite of the spectrum. So a Uh lot of people will just confuse this idea. I'm either like. Her her kid or her <laughs> husband or all these things you know but it, it, they, people get shocked when they find out that we're biological siblings like we're hundred percent siblings, um, and, and, and my my grandfather on my my, uh, my dad's side I just always felt like a just a huge bond with him more than anybody else in his family and my grandmother to his mom too like my aunts and my well, my aunts my dad had a bunch of sisters, um like I knew that they loved me because I'm their nephew. Um, but it just, it, I don't know, it just felt a little awkward or maybe it's a little forced. Um, um cause my mom's side of the family, we're, we're just extremely affectionate. Like we're aggressively affectionate. It, it is crazy. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and that, that's how I know and how I receive love. Um, but my dad's side of the family isn't like that at all, you know, except for my grandfather. And, uh, and he was just an amazing man. Like, I would go over there, and, and I loved spending time with him. Like, he would put up the hammock, because I loved being in the hammock. And we would just sit in the hammock underneath the trees and, and rock for hours or be on the porch in his rocking chairs, and I would sit next to him. And, you know, everybody that walked by, like, you know, look at my grandson. Like, look, look at my grandson. He was just so proud of me and just such an amazing, amazing man. Like Again, so much so that I had to, like, idolize him some yeah. some which way or some form because he just meant that much to me. Um, so so you're papping those things, little things that they do, you know, does go a long way, and you see those things. Um, as far as, like you said, with your, with your dad who came in and started showing you all these things about sports and all this stuff like that, um, and it seems like you have a really, really great relationship with him.
1: Yeah, very close. And I'm
0: very eager to listen to that episode of him, man, I guess. I yeah. know it's coming out soon, so I'm really looking forward to listening to that one and the things that, that you talked about with it, with him, um, to see that side of him. But um, growing up with him and seeing those things – what is something that that, that you learn from him, or that you take, that you really um, that that carries with
1: you on a day to day basis? He refers to us as his clan slash pack, right? So that's not that's not light. It's not I'm your dad. It's not oh we're a family. It's like no, you're part of my pack. You're part of my clan. And uh, what he does all the time is he does. It's, I don't understand it because I do so. I don't do it nearly as much as he does. I, I'm not raising a family. I'm not taking care of a dog, five kids, a wife, a house. And he's very high up in the company he works for. And I'm, I'm bottom of the barrel at the tech company. And I'm just starting this. And, you know, I, I barely have time for the gym. And he always has times for everything. And I, I'm I'm always so astonished. And I, I I ask him all the time, like, what the, how the, like, the math to me don't add up. I have literally less than half, like, quarter of what you have to do. And I don't have enough time in the day for it. So, it's like, yeah, I make time My excuses. Mm. So, I was like, wow. He's like, yeah, I get shit done. Like, it's like, like, I want to be a mixture of my mom, dad, and Pappy. Like, if I can be, if I can do anything to impress them and make them proud and oh, look what he's doing, look where he's come from, look what he's where he is now, look where he's going. You know, it's, It's that's the goal and the other day when he came in and he saw what I've built and I I make jokes at him poke fun Because he's a vice president of the company he works for and i'm the ceo of DS2 dyslexia And I was like, yeah, you're the ceo I I I'm the running this right now Like you have me and your connection just joking with him because we joke all the time And you know, he looked at me at the end and he was like, you know to say that i'm proud of you would be An understatement and he goes to say that you exceeded all my expectations would be a lie you over jumped all of our expectations and he teared up a couple of times during it. And I was like, wow, like, like, I don't like, he was so, he's never really affectionate, but for him to get affectionate like that, it really showed a lot. So it was a big accomplishment for me to him to say that and portray the way he felt and, you know, his, his, how proud he was of what I've done and where I'm going.
0: Well, that's 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 a beautiful thing, and like he said, I think that that's so important. And a great lesson that he says too is, you know, I make time, not excuses. Yeah, you know that that's very important because again, we kid, it's so easy to come up with an excuse, you know, um, and it, it's really hard to be there. And I, I and that's one of the things with my kids too. Like I, I, I have, have Reynolds. I got a little girl, a little boy, um, and I wouldn't miss anything that they have to do for anything in the world. Like, I mean, I, I, I refuse. There's nobody's going to tell me I can't or whatever, like, that I... Something for my kids is not going to happen. It's not. Like you said, I'm not making any excuses. I will make the time, whatever I need to do to be there for them 24-7. Um, and that is that is a big thing when it comes to being a dad. You know, and, and my dad... Um, like I said, I mean, he was in the house, and he was—he didn't come to any of my shows, any of those things, and stuff. He was constantly working. But my dad taught me a couple of things, and, and one of the biggest lessons um, that that I hold so dear from my dad, um, which was crazy, because as I told you, I have I have a, a middle brother. Um, he has a different mom, um, and he would come over. You know, because he lived in Puerto Rico with his mom, and he would come over like over the summers to spend time with us and you know, spend time over here. Um, and I would always want to, like, you see what your dad does. You kind of want to follow him. My dad's a mechanic, exactly. you know? So my dad's a mechanic, and, um, you know, he's great with cars. Like, best mechanic I've ever seen. Um, and my brother would come, and he would go with my brother to the garage and stuff like that and, and teach him and work on cars. But he would never teach me. As much as I would beg him, like, he was like, no, I'm not, like, you're not, no, you're not coming. You're not going to learn. And, like, even when I'm there trying to, like, learn stuff, he would, like, send me off and all these things. Um, and I it got to the point one time when I got so frustrated and I called him out. I'm like, yo, why won't you do this? Like, why won't you teach me to be a mechanic? Like, well, I'm, I'm trying to be like, like, what is your problem? And he calmly looked me in my face and he said, listen, you're going to make money with your brain, not your hands. I don't want this life for you. Look, look how dirty I am. Look at these blisters. Look at the coals the, I'm saying that the calluses on my hands. This is not what I want for you. You know, and, and that was a huge enlightening for me because, and then I sort of understand, you know what I mean, like he doesn't, he sees me 24 hours, I live with him, my brother doesn't, and that's their way to bond. You know, that's for them, you know, they learn to do that and that's how they connect and that's his way of being there for him. You know, but how he said that, like, you're going to make money with your brain, not your hands. And that sparked the entrepreneur hustler in me. Uh-huh. I feel like no other man. Like back in the day when he had the next phones, I, I learned like, like I was telling you before, like I didn't take no or like not n- for an answer. Like I learned how to make custom ringtones for the next So that I was going to do. So I started a business out of it. I used to have people sitting in my living room come with like CDs. Like, that I want this song as a ringtone and stuff like that. And I would charge them five, 10, <laughs> you know what I'm saying like 20 for yeah. like five songs. And I was making money that way. You know? And when, they, again, like that evolved from there. And Netflix started. And you got like the CD. I would like order a CD, a DVD. I would burn a master copy, send it back. And I gonna burn a master copy, I send it back. So I would burn those CDs. And I would start selling DVDs. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, so I was constantly doing something and hustling and really using my brain to make money. Um, and when I started this podcast, I literally, I started and because, um, you know, my dad taught me that I did my very first episode on his birthday as a tribute to him, because again, I'm going to make money with my brain. I'm going to show you how I'm going to do that. Um, you know, in a couple of weeks ago, um, I, I was supposed to work on my car and I kind of canceled him. I said, listen, dad, I got to go to this event cause it's going to be big for my show. And I'm trying to make connection and all these things. And, um, that's when I met Bobby Valentine and I was able to get him for the show and, and everything. And the next day I told my dad about it. Uh, he, My dad called me up. He called me up and he said, you know, hey, how did it go? And I told him, I said, listen, I got Bobby Valentine's going to be great. this that or whatever. And he said, you know, I'm so happy. You know what I'm saying? You got to do what you got to do to make your career happen. And the fact that he referred to this as my career yeah. was an amazing, uh, like, just compliment from his behalf. And just like I f- really was like, man, I'm making my dad proud. You know, and that, that's something that as as, as – you know, men ourselves, we want to make our dads proud, you know, and I'm sure that's something that you want to do and you're definitely doing. And I know that just had to be very emotional. So I want to listen to that just to hear that interaction with him and you and stuff. because, yeah. You know, I, you you did it. You know what I mean? You're showing him, you know, that you can do anything and really, really kind of um going above what everybody expected would become of you. Again, you know, being... A, Coming from Russia from an orphanage, being abandoned at such a young age, and and you know, I mean left to to die in a hospital, and now you're thriving. You know what I'm saying? Like you're <laughs> thriving and like like are showing man, defying all the odds. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? You're really defying all the odds. It was a beautiful, beautiful thing. So congratulations, man. Thank
1: you. I mean, it was it's hard, right? Because um, you know, biggest thing that's at with me is I got three three younger sisters and a twin brother. Um that's five kids. All everybody but me. Was an honor student. Everyone but me was only allowed to have a 90. And that was their low grade on a test. And they did. Lowest they were allowed to do is 90. Grounded something else. Out of all five kids, I was the only one that didn't have that. I'd get 40s on tests. i get do homework. But I I was literally chin in the water and nose about to touch. In regards to grades and education. And uh, it was hard, right? It's like like, I'm the stupid one. I'm the black sheep. And like then for my dad to uh, say that to me, it's like yeah that's not that wasn't for you education isn't for you. It's like some people are good at education, some some people are good at life. Right, right. So he's like I hope that like you can learn something from your siblings and they can learn something from you. It's like you know during high school I had I got I was I had three jobs. I was a delivery boy for pizza. I worked for Grubhub. I was also a waiter for the restaurant who did Grubhub, and I also um, worked as a, a busboy at a wedding venue. Mm. And, you know, I'll, I'll, that, all the experience, because I knew I wasn't going to college, I was like, oh, i got to make as many connections as I can. You know, if it's restaurants wait. for the next couple of years, it's restaurants for the next couple of years, that's how it's going to be. Right? So, did that, got the internship, I go, well, I don't want to go back to restaurants, I'm going to make this happen. And then, you know, I'm on a trip with my the new CEO, of the firm I work for now. He's like, by the way, the you know, the CEO that you used to work for, he called me and said, I, I should pick you up. And that's how this happened. I was like, "What?" So people notice things like that, and I mean, I always the biggest thing to me is leave that impression, an unforgettable, positive, hardworking impression. Because one day some some CEO is gonna be like, "Where's that Dylan kid?" Like, I'm gonna give him an offer letter, or what's he doing? And look me up and be like, "Oh, I'll never forget it." Always leave that unforgettable impression. Hardest working in the room, will out hustle anybody. Definitely. Knows how to work with people. Knows how to make them smile. You put that all together and. You know, it's
0: it's rare. It's rare <laughs> to find all those talents in one person, man. So it's great that you you develop those and continue to exercise those and, and really, really flourish. And and like you were saying too, I know you weren't doing so great in school and all that stuff. And with your show, like you said, that D H for dyslexia and, and defying all laws, as as you've openly said, you you currently go with uh, battle dyslexia or yeah, um, you know, cope with it. I don't want to be insensitive. I don't know how to. A politically correct way to address it, you yeah. know what I mean. But um, you know, you have dyslexia, and, and so for the people who who are trying to understand, like, wh- how would you explain dyslexia to somebody who who does doesn't understand?
1: So you know, it's it can be overwhelming. So for me, dyslexia is you know, you open up a textbook in social studies, right? bunch of little words, immediately overwhelmed, and then you're staring at it, and then chunks of sentences grab themselves and they drift from a page to another page. It's crazy. Then chunks from this side start doing this and they're flip flopping. And then the letters inside the sentences are flip flopping. When you get overwhelmed and overworked like that. And you sit there and now you're dizzy. Teacher's like, hey Dylan, read for the class. It's like, well I don't want to see my lunch. It's it's hard to describe and it's like now it's the intro of the Jetsons on my social studies page. And it's it it's it's hard, but you know Always find, I've always looked at that like, oh, I got to figure this out, right? If there's not a, a path to f- if there's not a path I can follow, I got to grab a shovel and start digging my own path. So, you know, coming into school early, working with the teachers before class, throwing my lunches away, working with teachers during lunch, asking my gym teacher if I can skip and go study for a test or go work with a teacher. I always said yes, stay after, show them that I care, show them trying. So, I mean, I got 40s all through high school and middle school. Not knowing how to read. But yet, I aw- I was awarded all the academic awards. Like, all these smart, like, valedictorian, all those awards. I'm in those ceremonies, and I'm getting an award. And everybody's looking at me like, what? Why is he here? What? Like, and all teachers, and I remember my high school counselor. Her episode comes out soon. She's next. Um, she's like, I'm not worried about you. I'm actually worried about those honor students who don't study and get 90s on tests. And I was like, what, why are you, why, you should be worried about, why are you, she's like, because they don't know how to work for it. You got to know how to work for something. And then one day I was down in the dumps and I walked in and I was like, oh, I'm dropping out, I'm joining the army. She's like, you know, you have a very entrepreneurial mind. And I was like, what, you're crazy. And I walked out. And then to have her on the show, come full circle, she, she got teary eyed, she got worked up. She was like, wow. And my overall goal is to be able to talk to kids on a stage, be a speaker. And she was so brought him back. She's like, I'm going to get you on the stage. You're going to speak it to your own school. I'm like, really? She's like, yeah, we're going to make it happen. And then today, I look on Facebook. My page on Facebook. My old st- high school teacher, one of the mentors. Hey, I see what you're doing. I love it. I showed all your old teachers. They all comment. Love this, love us. keep it going. And it's like, wow, like, I'm the stupid. I was known as the stupid kid with 40s, but I got all the awards. Teachers are going to make it happen so I can speak at, at a school, a dream of mine. Yeah.
0: That's a bit of what thing like you said. I mean, people will, will doubt, and, and you just got to show them and put in the effort and put in the hard work. Um, and and when it, like I said, for people with, with dyslexia and stuff like that, I mean, know like you had to learn and, and carve your own path. I mean, what are some things or, or tips or, tr- or things that help you with management when it comes to reading and all those things? Like, how do you, how do you deal with that?
1: You know, you take it slow. You know, the you take everything slow. What I usually do is have a paper on the entire page, and you read sentence by sentence. Because if you read a book, you can read it. not have no idea what happened. You got to gotta do it off. sentence by sentence, understand what the sentence means, and then keep following. Right? So, I mean, there's a lot of sacrifice in anything you do to make it happen. So I had to throw, I th- the first step I did was... Uh, May of freshman year. My dad looked at me and he goes, Hey, we got me evaluated. I'm officially dyslexic as a freshman. And he, go, he brought me to this tutor doing Orton Gillingham, which is a program meant for it. And you, you draw the ABCs and like sand and shaving cream and in the air, you use weighted pencils. So you learn literally the ABCs. And I'm a 16 year old kid in high school. It's May. Fridays after school. I just got my license. My friends got their licenses. Where are they going? They're going to house parties. They're going to boat parties. They're jumping on jet skis. They're grabbing dinner. I'm driving to my tutor. I'm driving to my tutor on a Friday night or on a Saturday morning. And I'm running the ABCs in shaving cream. got to hustle, right? Yeah. So, like, and me being called the stupid kid my entire educational career, it's like, oh, maybe I am. I came back after that summer. Somebody said I got offended. I was like, no, I've got more to offer. Watch. Huh? Watch. I got more to offer.
0: Now, when you, like I said, I don't know, everybody was, like, teasing you and going on. So was it when you were 16 when you first were actually diagnosed? Like, did yeah. you not know anything before then? Did not.
1: And my dad was astonished. He was like, how do you not know how many, there letter, how many letters are in the alphabet? How do you not know how to read But you got from kindergarten to freshman year? And through it all. He was just like, because I was like, I'm so, so. I, I didn't know what to say. I was like, I'm sorry. Why are you sorry? I'm a st- He's like, I, the math doesn't add up to me. He's like, I don't know how you got through. And I was like, simple. Let the teachers know that you're trying. Go early, stay late.
0: Now, well, when when you, fin- I guess finally got the diagnosis, did you like feel relieved that you knew that something was going on, or were you like no in I, doubt or like there how does that make you feel?
1: Work to do now. There's work to do. All right, we figured out what it is. What's the next step? All right, this is the next step. Let's do it. Anything. I looked at my dad. He goes, "Are you willing to do a tutor all summer, two days, three days a week?" And I said. I looked him in the eyes. I go, "I'm willing to do absolutely anything, just to make this easier." And he's like, "Okay,
0: good, good." I mean, you got to put in the work, and people see that. I mean, uh, it's a. Uh, recently, I was listening to um, uh, Chris Bosh's uh, inductance speech when he was into the Hall of Fame, and he brought up this really, really interesting story. Um, you know uh, about about Kobe, which. Kobe was, like, you know, just spoke fun events head of this commercial, man, but he was a different animal and the same beast all at the same time. You know what I mean? Uh, yeah. And he, you know, Bosch said to himself, you know, it was like that, it was the, um, the Olympics and stuff, and he was like, you know, I want to be the first person at breakfast. Um, you know, so he set his alarm. He got up early and stuff like that. He was over there, and he got to the breakfast room, and Kobe was already there, dripping in sweat with ice on his knees. So not only was he the first person at breakfast, he already worked out. <laughs> You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, and and it was just that type of grind. Why Kobe's Kobe? You know what I mean? Yeah. Like that that mentality, and and we have to really embody like we say that that Mamba mentality and you know, all that stuff that put on that hard work because like he said too, like he like Kobe was starting to, um, talking about his work at you know he'd wake up four a.m. go practice. You know what I mean? And get ready, to come back, have breakfast, chill in the afternoon, go practice again have lunch, does X, Y, and Z, go to the gym again for at practice. You know, so he's practicing three times a day, you know, while most people are just going once or twice. So that's why he was just leaps and bounds. So by the time, like, people, the same amount of time, he, you know what I mean, like, four years, he was already, like, ten years beyond everybody else because of his work ethic and how much he was putting in the effort and stuff. Um, And then that's a beautiful mentality that you have right now and that you're going through is really going out there and out hustling and out working and doing that and and, and not letting it, not letting this be a disability, you know what I mean? Like not letting it hold you back and really making it work for you, you know what I mean? So that's a beautiful thing that you're doing with your podcast and really going on and and, and making it happen for yourself. Um, What do you think is for you is, is your main source of motivation?
1: You know... I'm highly insecure that I didn't go to college. So I want to be able to, you know, I have a brother who wants to be a PA. I've got friends who want to be doctors. And they're going to school. They want to be lawyers. I want to be able to, when everybody gets out of school and starts a career, you know, I'm either way ahead or I'm right next to them. And it not be a realistic, like, he oh, didn't go to college. It's obvious. It'd be. No, he's, he's educated, he knows what he's doing. So it's like a motivation and insecurity at the same time of I am smart, I am capable, and I will show you that I'm capable and smart. Right? And I, I mean, I see my friends partying and stuff, right? My friends are partying Saturday night. And I, I'm in here, I, I'm being interviewed at you, I'm going to interview you. I'm going to go home, work on my book. It's, it's a different, different completely. And when people's perspective changed on me, I lost a lot of people. Like a lot of people, oh, I, don't, I, don't, I don't mess with them.
0: And what do you mean like that? Well, the perspective changed about you, like so from what to what?
1: So the, I've always been like, I say it, I do it. I told everybody I'm going to buy a new car before I'm 21. Just bought a 2021 Toyota Corolla hatch. Put wheels and a spoiler on it. You know, and a lot of kids are like, no, you're not. I rolled up in it. Perspective changed. I'm going to make a production deal, do a whole podcast, write a book and promote it. Connect with celebrities. Talk to motivational speakers, movements, impact, change, inspire, create. No, nah. ad goes out. Made a deal with Carl. A lot more people go. No, I don't mess with them. Ad goes out with Jaleel. I don't mess with them. I'm going to Freddie Fox's show. I don't mess with them. And it's like great. God. Saw conversations that I didn't. So I'm like, you know, you don't mess with me. That's okay. You know, I don't judge anybody. I love everybody the same. If you want to hang out, I'll hang out. Right, right. You don't want to be fake? You, great. Like, if you want to hang out, you want advice? Great. I won't I won't fall. I won't fall to that. But I, I'll totally be open-minded. I have questions, of course. You want to hang out? Yeah. But I'll be on my toes about it. Well, there's got to be something coming here. But, I, you know, I'm not... I'm not one to usually say no or one to usually be like, well, no, you, you don't mess with me. I thought I wouldn't do that.
0: No. And two of those things that, well, two things that just came to mind as you said that, is, and there's another I'm um, big on quotes or just a of self-development and stuff, but it's, it goes, you know, you lose a lot of friends when you get serious about your life. That's why God only has two seats and a bus has 30.
1: Yeah, you know what I mean?
0: Yes. You know, and the people who are meant there for you they'll be there, you know. And and, and like you said too, not not changing your character and, and I'm and I'm one like that too, you know. A lot of people may have done me wrong I don't hold grudges against anybody. No. I, I can't do that, you know what I mean? I used to do that and and it just it's pointless because I always say like this, it's 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 unnecessary baggage you're going to carry. You know what I mean? Like for what? But I also like I tell everybody, you know, every moment you spend unhappy or miserable or sad or, or, or just, you know, resentful or any of those things is a moment of happiness you're never going to get back. And I'm trying to keep all my moments of happiness. I'm yeah. not trying to deal with any of that nonsense, you know, so I'm not going to, I'm not going to change myself or anything like that. But um, it reminds me of this story, right, Um, of this man, he comes across this, this, this snake that's in a fire, right? And he reaches in to try to grab the snake to save it for the fire. And it bites him. And some guy's watching him, and the guy goes again. He goes to grab the snake to try to save him, and it bites him yet again. And he finally goes, and he gets it, and he throws it out of the fire. And the snake slithers off and stuff. And somebody watching him up to him is like, the snake bit you twice. Like, why are you going to keep trying to help it? It's like, it's a snake's nature to bite. It's my nature to help. I'm not going to let his nature change mine. Wow. You know what I mean? So, So... You know, a lot of people are gonna talk junk or say things that really come at you differently and, and try to um, break you or change your character. But stay true to who you are. You know, be you, be Dylan, be be who you want to be. Uh, because as we've seen, that I man, this world is huge. It's huge. There's billions upon billions upon billions of people in this world, and you're gonna tell me that a couple of thousand aren't gonna like you. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, you're bound to find those people, but you got to stay true to heart to allow those people to to find you. Um, it's it's um it's in, I'm listening to this book right now um, because for myself I, I I hate reading.
1: I do too. I, I, I hate <laughs> reading.
0: <laughs> you could hear that a comment, but because uh, it's like that too, man. I, I'm trying to read and I can't focus. Like it's it's hard for me to focus on the lines and the writings and stuff like that. It just it, it's it's a Pain, you know, I gotta have to read the same page multiple times to try to understand what I just read. Yeah, so I'm big on audiobooks, I love audiobooks. Um, so I'm listening to this one now. It's it's called uh, Karma, uh, J- a yogi's guide to um, creating your Your de- Your own destiny. Um, and, and he talks about um, this term called, uh, hopefully I'm saying it right, but it's called a uh, guasana, which means scent or smell. Right? Everybody has a certain smell or a scent, right? and it's not talking about an odor specifically, but um, like he says you know, like a flower has a certain scent right? and it attracts the bees to it. It doesn't go anywhere, but it attracts all these things because of its smell. And that's The same thing as us as people, we all carry a certain guasana, a certain smell. That attracts other people like us to us. We just gotta be real to it. Like, you know, you can go into a room of hundreds of people, and because of who you are and your certain scent, those people who are like you, who are are, are most similar to you, will gravitate towards you or you will find them easily because you're admitting that. And then that's that's all about being true to yourself, being real, and being, you know, honest. Um because you know that we we've seen that we 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 can smell bullshit, you know yeah, what I mean, like we know when people are being fake or being phony and trying to get something off us, um, and just like that too, you know what I mean, like I'm not going to knock them, but you know what I mean my radars are up, and I'm just you know extra careful, but doesn't mean I won't help you, you know what I mean yeah. Like, or I won't you know do something to help you because that that's just my nature, you know um so the, so that's just, uh, just just part of who we are and what we need to do and really staying true to ourselves and everything and I know like you said going through uh um, with dyslexia and going through all stuff in school, and especially your journey from Russia to here and all these things. And up until now, you know what I mean, in your life, up until this point, what do you think has been the hardest part of your journey?
1: Wow, hardest part of my journey. Oh, I didn't even, I don't think I, you know, I feel like I don't, I don't have an answer for that. You know, because I don't ever look down. On a challenge. You know. I look at them as learning opportunities. So like. I'm diagnosed with dyslexia. I get to go to work today. I get to come to the studio. I get to be on a podcast. I get to film a podcast. I have the ability. To go to this tutor every day this summer. You know why? Somebody's always got it worse. Someone always has it worse. So I never dwell on well, that was hard. Like, oh, I don't know. I I don't know. I can deal with anything else bigger. Heck, yeah, I can. You know why? I have a car. I have a job. I have a house that I live in. I have food that goes into my stomach. And I've got all these other luxuries. And I look at every day as somebody gifted me this day, this moment. I get to go to work. I get to talk to Freddie Fox. I get to go on this podcast. I get to write a book. I get to do this, this, and this. Not I have to. Oh, I have to go to work. No, no, no. You get to. Mm -hmm. And COVID proved that. Having a job is a luxury. Being able to create and and help others and have a podcast is a luxury. You know, being able to go to the gym, it's a luxury. You know, if you don't need it to live, it's a luxury. So I get to. You know, you got to try. You got to really try to be happy. You don't got to try to be sad or upset or. Right, right. So it's it's. there's no effort there. But if you try to be happy and you put that energy out there, and you know, it's you get to. I'm here. I get to be here on a Saturday night. Not I have to. And you know what? All those
0: things you're just stating is, is it seems like you, underst- you understand what it means to be grateful and have gratitude and really live with gratitude. Um, and that is one of the most important things and things that like – we we majority of people lack. They don't know how to be grateful for things, you know, and appreciate the things that they have. They're always looking for more, you know, and, and not being appreciative for the now. And that that's like we said, before, like I said in another podcast before, like what, what, say things that made Kobe Bryant great and that made Michael Jordan great is that they knew how to live in the moment, in the now, appreciate every moment, be grateful for every single moment that they have. Um, so just like you do, like I know you're like writing in your books about the mistakes you made in the day and stuff like that. Well What I what I well, my, well I give it up to my wife. Well, my wife started with with my daughter. And we do it now every single night as as, as she learned since the moment she learned to speak and really articulate sentences, is before she goes to bed. As we tell her, listen, okay. So what are you grateful for today? Just wow. tell us what you're grateful for. Yeah,
1: you
0: know what I mean. Like, and she she's like, you know, I was, I was grateful that. You know, I, I went to school today, and I was grateful that I had my swimming classes, and I was grateful that I saw my cousin, and I was, you know, things that you know we we need to understand and be appreciative for, um, and, and it is it's it's so amazing how that translate into her life. Like uh, over the summer, right, we we surprised her. We, we we were gonna go. We went to a Mystic right the beach. And, uh, you know, we get in this car, drive, we're going over, and as we're pulling up, and, we, you know, my daughter sees it, and she's like, oh, we're going to the beach? I'm like, yeah, we're at the beach. And she's like, oh, Daddy, Mommy, thank you. I appreciate it so much. She's five. Yeah. You know what I mean? She's five. Yeah. But she's like, you know, I appreciate it. So I'm so thankful that you brought me here. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, and it's just one of those things, like, that 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 you know, as, as parents, um, and you'll find out one day, man, it, it, it is you, you always question – what you're doing you know you're always worried if you're doing the right thing um and it's moments like that that it's like you're doing good i got it yeah (laughs) you're doing all right yeah and me and my wife we look at each other and we're just like we got this parenting thing (laughs) like we got this yeah um So, so it's, it's amazing that you also too, just, just so early on right now, especially being in your, in your early twenties and and understanding what it is to be grateful and look at how much you've been able to accomplish, you know, and you've got so much more, so much more left and I'm looking forward to seeing, you know, you know, what you turn out to be, man. It is very, very exciting to see the rest of your journey, man. And, and. And I know that this is not going to be end of it. Like I said, we share this this podcast studio here, and we're definitely going to be more in more contact and stuff. But I yeah. definitely look forward to seeing you grow and develop, man, and and seeing where this takes you. Um. So, so as we're winding down, man, I got two last questions for you, right? Yeah, so, my very very first qu- uh, question uh, before we end here is, what has been the best advice you've ever received so far?
1: Make time not excuses.
0: <laughs> that, that is a beautiful one. That is a beautiful one. and and. and and like what we were talking about before the show and, and that's why I think it's so important. Um for for the most part, man, moms are there. You know, they're always gonna be there. There's that loving nature and stuff and, and it's so it's a lot easier for for um I guess uh guys or we'll refer to them as boys to disappear. You know, yes. It it takes a man to really be there and own up and and face it every single day, because it is it is it is it's hard raising kids. It is it is very hard trying to figure out because there there isn't a a, a book that that can tell you how to raise every single kid because <laughs> everyone is different. Yeah. You know they're but all it's, unique.
1: It's nice that way. You It'd know, be boring it, if we weren't.
0: Exactly, exactly. I mean, perfect example, which which, which I want to get into that too. I want to dial back because I've always been intrigued by twins. I yeah. always wanted like, to have a yeah. twin brother, to have somebody there. is <laughs> just, just, just constantly in our lives. And you and your brother, of course, have been together your entire lives and seen a lot of the same things and been through a lot of the same experiences. Yeah. Um, but I can pretty much guarantee you guys are still two different people.
1: Opposites, <laughs> actually. Like he, you know academically smart smartest person I know right really major major props to him like doing it wants to knows what he wants to do he's doing it made dean's list all through college like he's really like he inspires me in a lot of ways and does things that I wish I could for sure um but the cool thing is is you know you can you can go through the exact same thing I got two lenses right here you know they're different than the lenses he has, right. so everything's seen and experienced different for him, even though we went through the same thing.
0: Right. And I guess there's a perfect example back to like what you said, and I'm hopefully I'm not, I'm not mistaken. It's like as a whole fa- father son breakfast thing. You know, yeah. you were very emotional about it and seeing that, and was actively looking at the room and seeing that you didn't have a dad there, and yeah. how much that affected you. But it didn't seem to like. Register with him or? It
1: registered. I think we all cope with things like that differently. You know. um, Today I I can tell he's. We're very close to our father now. Because his father left him. So we have that. Like we bond and we understand it. And he's he's grateful as well. It's the everything is through a different lens. And we all operate and think differently. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. So what's cool is we always have a. Every night I make it. Make time, we walk. We walk through our neighborhood to the next neighborhood and back, and we just catch up. What's going on in your life? What's going on in mine? Who'd you talk to today? What'd you learn? Or who did I talk to today? What did I learn? You know, and I've had guests come in here and, like, wow, you're really doing it. You know? It's like, no, you're doing. Like, you're doing what you're supposed to. You're doing your purpose. Right, yes. I'm proud of you. But, you know, you're in a studio, you're in an office. You're doing what you need to, but you're Dylan. You still come home. You still mess around with me. We still play video games together. We still go on walks. It's not, you're Dylan. Like, it, to him, it's like, no, Like I don't I don't expect anything less. He goes, I would be, since then, are you not shocked about, like, I'm a published creator on everything, and I'm doing a podcast, I'm working with celebrities and motivational speakers and writing a book and turning an internship, uh, internship into a career? He's like, no, I'd be surprised if you didn't. I would be surprised if you didn't, because of who you are. And I was like, "Wow,
0: it's got to make you feel amazing, now."
1: Yeah, it does.
0: Yeah, man, and and, and it's it's, and I refer to this quote because I, I just love it. I'm a huge Avatar: The Last Airbender fan. I mean, I've watched that constantly, and um, and 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 I've said it last time too. it's just the, the biggest quote is like it's always as it's always good to believe in oneself. A little help from other is a true blessing. So yeah. yeah, you know, we can we can big ourselves up and promote ourselves as much as we can. Um, but when especially when somebody that we care about and that we love and we trust and really have meaning for that person believes in us and really gives us that motivation, there's nothing like it. There's yeah. nothing like
1: nothing. it.
0: Nothing. Um so 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 thank you for that and, and like you said, just making time and, and like that that uh lesson, you know, don't make excuses, make time. Um, this is a beautiful piece of advice now for you um, being where you are now and stuff like that and looking at a younger you or, or your people who are coming up behind us or like I said, if you're going to talk to your school and stuff, what is a piece of advice you would want them to, to take from you?
1: It doesn't matter. I'm so mad at myself. I wanted to do this kind of stuff. I, I didn't. I was so afraid of kids in school making fun of me. I was so afraid of them being, oh, dude, it's and making, Making it bad, like making it not a good thing, and me just stopping and then not doing anything after school. Oh, I'll get made fun of. I'm upset that I let that happen. I really am. But the minute I stepped out, I'm doing it. I won't see him again. So, I mean, I have this quote here. No one can destroy an iron, but its own rust can. Likewise, no one can destroy a person, but its own mindset can. So I I let other people control what I wanted to do. The minute I got out, no, 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 I'm doing this. And and people who I thought weren't watching, were watching.
0: Yeah, yeah. And and, and, and a very powerful quote that I that I that I've listened, that I've heard and read uh, time and time again is that um, like they say, you'll only be criticized by people who are doing less than you, not by people who are doing more. You know, so we can't take that um, take that to heart. You know, people people want to take down what they can't be or they can't have or their their own insecurities. If somebody is 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 I'm sure there's somebody out there who who wished they could do a podcast or wants to do a podcast, um, but they're too scared or just not ready for it. So it's a lot easier to try to take you down, yeah, than to face their own insecurities and their own fears. Um, and you're not gonna get anywhere in life if you if you really and i've learned that hard over these last couple of years man is to sit down look at your insecurities look at your fears uh you know anything that scares you and take that shit head on yeah and i mean like just just tackle it head on and 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 as aggressive and yeah it's terrifying and and it'll drive you crazy sometimes Like like i said one time um you know a man's quest to enlightenment can drive him to insanity you know, cause you constantly have to face all the things you don't want to, the things that you try to hide or cover up or, or to avoid. Uh, but it's only in, in attacking those things and really, really um, t- is taking them head on is that you will be successful and really become a much better you. Yeah. So, so we definitely got to do those things. So, um, um, you know, thank you again for 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 being here on the show. Of now. Course. I know. Likely we uh, we you were talking about it and stuff, but as far as my drip and the fab thing, so I got a little something for you right here. Oh. I got you a a fab.
1: Awesome. Fab thank you.
0: Sure, there for you. Take that out. Limited edition. Nobody has those colors. You are the oh, only one with awesome. those colors. Thank you. Um, so enjoy that Um, and 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 something too I want to get back to everybody all all my past guests that are here man and I'm certain that I'm going to get back to you guys and I'm going to get you all some fab shirts as well I'm going to make sure that we stay with the drip and any future guests too y'all going to get a fab shirt as well because we got to keep promoting um, what I'm trying to do and who I am Um, and and that's that's just the goal like I said I'm I'm, I'm fab Freddie Fox America's big brother Um, and on that note everybody like I always say no matter who you are no matter what you've done your big brother loves you stay blessed everybody